Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. It's time for another Solo Friday episode where it's just you, me, and the mic. Today, I want to dig into one of the tools that I used when I was at my lowest, trying to learn how to control my emotions. I had just started going to therapy and You know, it was one of those things where I had compartmentalized for so long and all of these emotions were starting to overflow and I thought that that was the worst of it and then I started going to therapy and we opened up that box and it was definitely one of those things where it gets worse before it gets better. But there's one specific tool that I can remember using in the real thick of that experience that helped me move forward and I want to share that with you guys. Before we dig into that, I want to take just an opportunity to speak to those of you out there who feel like no matter what you do, it's not enough. You've spent so much time and effort and energy and education and resources in getting to where you are in your life right now, and you just feel like something's missing. People around you keep telling you that you're successful, and when you hear that, you just don't feel it. No matter how hard you try, you can't seem to manifest that success that you want, and you want to change things things, but you just don't know how or where to start. If this sounds like you or someone that you know, I have a mastermind starting called the Define Your Life Mastermind. One of the most important questions that was ever asked to me is, how do you define success? What does it mean to you? And it was taking the time to really step back and answer that question that taught me how important it is to get very specific on everything that we want out of life. Very specific about what each part of life means to us so that we can build the life that we want and then start creating action steps to be able to have the courage to live that life. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, then build your life mastermind is launching July 1st. There will be accountability calls every month. There will be expert calls every month, Q&A sessions every week. And I am super, super excited to dig in with the people in that mastermind and help them learn to define their best life and have the courage to live it. If this sounds like something that you or someone you know would be interested in, please shoot me an email at amber at amberferman.com. We can jump on a call. I'll give you all the details and we can determine whether or not this is a good fit for you. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this topic. So we're going to go back to 2016 when I started having panic attacks and anxiety attacks and I was trying to figure out how to move forward. This wasn't anything that I was really familiar with because I had become the queen of compartmentalization. I'd become that person that was like the poster child for putting on a good face and pretending that everything was okay when really it was a disaster inside. And I was too afraid to tell anybody that I needed help. I was too afraid 
to open up to anyone for fear that it would make me look weak. And so I just kept moving forward and pushing forward towards the next accomplishment in my life that I thought was going to fix whatever was going on inside of me. And there was a point in time where I did try to talk to somebody right after my dad died. So that would have been 2001. And I remember the first conversation that was had was about controlling emotions through medication. And I was so anti-medication. I didn't want to be taking any antidepressants. I didn't want to be taking anything in my body that I didn't need. And I was adamant that it was not going to happen. And so I kind of had this in my head that I can't go talk to anybody because the first thing that they're going to do is try to put me on medication. When I started having these panic attacks and anxiety attacks and I couldn't work anymore, all of a sudden I realized that this wasn't optional. Like I needed to speak with someone. So I called my therapist. I made an appointment. It took me three or four different therapists to find one that I really clicked with and felt like I could open up with. And it was our first session when she gave me a couple of different tips. The first was to listen to Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability. You guys know how I feel about Brene Brown. I've done a couple of different episodes on her um TED Talks and recapping those. And I just am in love with her message. And it helped me out so much. There's another thing that really helped me too, that it was a practical thing. And this was something that I used in any situation that I was in. And I would have conversations with my friends and family and explain what I was doing because the last thing that I wanted was somebody trying to talk to me in the middle of this. So our minds, when we're having an anxiety attack, our minds are thinking about the worst case scenario for something. We're creating this story in our head that is not necessarily true. Usually it's not. And if it is true, you know, we're focusing on something that we can't control anyways. And we're kind of manifesting that. So, so many times you'll hear people say, well, I was thinking about this and it was true. So it must have been that that's the reason I had anxiety. And if we step back and think which one actually came first, did this thing happen because that's all you were thinking about and your actions led you that way? Or was it the other way around? And that's a really important question to answer. So whenever I was sitting with friends or family or I was in a situation where I started to have anxious feelings, I would remove myself from that situation by just going outside, taking a walk and distracting my mind. Removing myself from whatever it was that I was thinking about at that point in time and taking really deep breaths and forcing my mind to relax, forcing my mind to stop focusing on whatever it was that was causing anxiety at that point in time. And when I first started going to therapy, I would be with some of my friends and I would tell them, hey, just so you know, if I get up and walk out of this room mid-sentence, it has nothing to do with you. I really just need to go for a walk and clear my head and let myself reset. And the first few weeks that I was in therapy, there were times that I would be with my friends and I would walk out of their house every 20 minutes or so. And it really took some dedication to noticing when those symptoms were coming, when that heartbeat starts to increase, when your mind starts to race, when you start to feel that emotion and that, um, 
you know, fear of, I don't know what's going to happen next. And you start, your mind starts to race around something that you can't control. Kind of really being aware of what the symptoms look like before you get to that point that you're out of control. And once I would feel those things happening and I could see that I was about to enter into a place that I didn't want to be, I would pick myself up. I would go outside. I'd go for a short two or three minute walk. Sometimes it would be a 10 or 15 minute walk. That entire time I would be taking deep breaths. I would be clearing my mind, removing myself from that situation. And then I would go back. And sometimes the moment that I walked back in the house, it would hit again and I'd walk right back outside. It took some time, but eventually I had to take these walks less and less. And eventually I could just take deep breaths. But removing myself from that situation became one of those things that really helped me control my emotions. We're not able to think clearly when we are stuck in that emotional cycle. We're not able to really process what's going on because we're so panicked with what we're feeling at that point in time in the story that we're telling ourselves. So this getting up and removing myself from the situation, physically having an activity that I could do and taking deep breaths and clearing my mind would save so much heartache for me and so much pain. And like I said, eventually I had to do it less and less. And eventually like I could just take deep breaths and, and start to control my mindset that way. But if you're somebody who is stuck in that where you go through, like you can tell it's coming and you just don't know how to stop it. Think about maybe just removing yourself from that situation for a minute, going for a walk, doing something that takes your mind off of it, taking deep breaths and really moving on that way. And it may help you out. I know it helped me out a ton. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And I just want to take this opportunity to remind you that we all have the opportunity to define our best life and we owe it to ourselves to go out there and have the courage to live it. Thanks, guys. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.